Please be seated. Dear Jesus, son of Joseph, congratulations on writing your first sermon and submitting it for publication here at Pulpit Press Incorporated. We take pride in being number one in edifying publications and are always on the lookout for new and fresh ways of spreading the extreme word of God registered trademark. We regret to inform you that we cannot publish your submission sermon on the mount and offer the following feedback for you to consider at this foundational time of your career. We note a lack of humor in the sermon. Always start with a good joke, even a bad joke, actually. I heard a great one the other day about how many Germans it takes to screw in a light bulb. Nine. See? Don't you feel more inclined to read this rejection letter after a nice joke? No one doesn't like a good light bulb one, and that one's on the house. If humor is not your strong suit, then tell a personal story. People want to connect with their preachers, Jesus, and you're giving us nothing to go on about who you are inside. Now, some of us think parts of your sermon are funny, but I'm not sure if that's what you're intending. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the meek, the weak. Blessed are the broke and the sad and the ones who get made fun of. Is this a joke? Tell us exactly how they're blessed. We're wondering, did you have an actual career before trying to become a preacher? If you've ever desired to be a professional anything, time to start downplaying these traits. Wannabe preachers in particular. Preachers are bold, polished, erudite, strong, successful. Image is everything. Have you seen Joel Osteen's teeth? We recommend some trendy glasses and designer jeans. Also a wife and two kids, hugely attractive. You're in your 30s now. People talk. <laughs> no one here at Pulpit Press Incorporated is, is, is exactly clear as to where you're going with these blessings. If the persecuted are blessed, what about the people who follow you who are not weak nor poor in spirit or otherwise? We think you'll alienate a portion of your followers by blessing people who don't look like them. And it's likely they'll find someone to tell them that blessed are the successful, for it means that God favors them above all. They'll find someone to tell them that blessed are those with walls, who will never have to confront their poor and weak and meek neighbor. In our time, blessed are the straight talkers, which you ought to really work on. In the 21st century, we're not really concerned with causing hatred and division so long as we have the thrill of a one-line zinger to the other party. The more bombastic, the higher the ratings take notes. Moving on, we note good metaphor and imagery usage about being salt and light, but it seems like you could punch it up a few notches. The salt of the earth, you say? Salt is such a passive image. What if you were the ghost pepper instead? You are the ghost pepper to flavor the entire chili with the burn of your righteousness. That one's on the house too. And the light image, a candle, 
so vulnerable and limited. One candle barely illuminates the page in front of you. How about saying you're the strobe light to demand attention and eradicate any notion of mystery or darkness? This is actually our problem with the entire sermon, Jesus. You're making people think too hard. I don't get the feeling like you're actually trying to gain the most followers or console anyone at all. Your hyperbole is downright shocking. You say that you are not coming to abolish the law, which is bad enough, because people want a grace that doesn't demand anything of their time or effort or loving of their unlovable neighbor. You say you want to keep the law. And more than that, that keeping it is harder than we could possibly imagine. Chop off your arm if it causes you to sin. Put out your eyes if you've ever looked with desire on anyone. And you're an adulterer if you've been divorced. To cap it all off, these things are no longer going to land you a momentary punishment doled out by a council, as the law would have it. Now the punishment is an eternal one in the flames of hell. In your rendering, Jesus, no one gets out clean. No one has what it takes. Is this your point? Speaking personally and not as a representative of Pulpit Press Incorporated, I'll be honest, it sounds like the arc of the human story you're bringing us through here. A beginning and then a descent into loss and pain and out to the other side changed somehow, directed outward to the journeys of others. If you were right, it would mean that those of us who are strong and bold and able and joyful actually need the grace and blessedness that can only be found in our neighbors. It would also mean that the frightened, weak, neurotic places of ourselves, so carefully concealed, are where you are found, where you will bless. It would mean that we would have to look beyond our own comfortable, constructed communities for the place where God dwells, for the people on whom God's blessing resides. If we are the light of the world, truly, it would mean that we would need our neighbor's light to go into the darkness of our existence, because one person's fragile candle can only illuminate so much. If we are the salt of the earth, and we lost our saltiness, it would mean our neighbor could be the one maybe to replenish our stock. If this were all about pointing us to the world beyond us, it would mean that our actions of violence and acquisition and lust and greed and betrayal have far-reaching consequences beyond our own personal judgment before God, that they affect our neighbors here and now and that it would be better to lose a part of ourselves than to cause our neighbor to be left outside the bounds of communion. It would be better to put ourselves into the wilderness than to reject any seeking sanctuary. I don't know, Jesus. This is a hard word in an individualistic, materialistic, celebrity-fueled, anger-driven world 
I think you might be right. This is uh, not how I intended this letter to go, for the record. We'll consider, reconsider here. I still don't think you'll get published. Not many will go for it, what you're saying. And those who do will have a time keeping that lamp lit. But a few might. And they might be like a little salt or a little yeast worked into a large batch of dough, something to flavor and lift a whole community. <laughs>